Welcome back to the Radio Cast, episode number three. Dave and Dave, Tucson, Arizona. It's the outdoor season, Dave, and we should be talking about it. I know that we could easily wrap up what happened in Portland with the Players' Championship. Don't want to do it. Mm. We'd rather talk outdoor, but I do want to talk some indoor four-wall as we have that uh, the four-wall nationals with the United States Handball Association, Fridley, Minnesota, coming up in uh, a few weeks from now. Deadline, May 31st, and you can get information at ushandball.org. Also, deadline uh, May 31st on r2sports.com. Yeah, Dave, we've got a lot to talk about, and right now I'm all about WPH Outdoor. Just coming back from Vegas a couple of days ago, what an amazing tournament that was. The temperature's not that hot, Dave, but the action on the court was just sizzling. Unbelievable action. Crossover stars Timbo Gonzalez and Siana Nishireen taking out the WPH Outdoor number one stars, Juan Santos and Tanisha Grooms, both in tiebreakers, both just incredible matches. 12-9 for Siana in the tiebreaker, 13-11 for Timbo coming back from two match points, scored the last four points of that match. And Dave, I know that you saw it, and it was just absolutely yeah. amazing. I mean... Knock, it, knock. Okay. Who's there? Nevada. Mm. <laughs> Nevada who? Bet you Nevada friend like this before. Mm, nice. Well played. I was going to give that to Timbo, but yeah. uh, everybody's Timbo's friend. Have you noticed that when he comes well, to these photographers events, are not his friend. No, not, <laughs> not referees, uh-huh. not line judges, yeah. not photographers. Right. But Timbo has, uh, he's mastered the art of fans. He brings his own fans. He actually charters a jet. He had 30 fans courtside, including Nugget, who I had the opportunity to meet, as well as Dito. Dave, these guys had everything but pom-poms on the sideline. These guys were rubbing ice on his back, massaging his shoulders, making water runs, Gatorade, towels, waving towels. I mean, Dave, I thought I was staying next to Bill Walton taking pictures. You remember Walton in the 80s with the Celtics? Yeah. Okay. Well, there was a lot of towel waving. But some people wave the white towel like it's over. This was waving the white towel, encouraging, and then also fanning with the white towel. In between rallies, you have 10 seconds. That's enough time to get some some cool air well, from that fan. When you bring the towel out in Vegas, yeah. it's the Tarkanian fan oh, that you're, that you're sure. lobbying yeah. right. for, I guess, to get on yeah. your side. Why is it that in outdoor uh, handball, wall balls, they're mm-hmm. now calling it, yeah. big ball in New York, even on in Southern California, there's always this underlying thing where the player thinks that the referee has something against them, and they mm-hmm. take it very personal. What What is going on there? Is that part of the culture, the history of the sport itself? Because I've not seen that in a lot of different sports, especially indoor uh, handball. You don't really see the... Well, it's not just the referee and the line judges. It's the tournament directors, the tournament photographers. It's anyone who has anything to do with the tournament all conspiring against this one player as though they held this what? tournament. What thought process do you have they to have? They held this tournament specifically to isolate this one player in this one situation where they could screw him over. I mean, you have to think about this. There's nothing that a tournament director wants more yeah. than any type of controversy right. or to even act like yeah. there's any bias toward one player toward the other. In and fact, yet, tournament directors stay up at night thinking about how can we avoid right. this controversy. And it, and it still. I think yeah. what we should do is just... Seed your best friends where you want yeah. them to go, and uh-huh. go. Don't go off talent because you're yeah. going to get accused of it anyway. Right. So, right. Why not? I think going back to your point, though, just sort of a psychotic paranoia, maybe that overtakes 
these players in the heat of the action. I mean, it is hot on the court. I know I said it wasn't that hot, but 95 is still hot. I know it's not as hot as it normally is in Vegas, but that combined with sort of this competitive drive and, uh, you know, you got guys throwing themselves on the cement at a full dive with no shirt on. Uh, the court's probably 110 degrees. Painting a pretty good picture here wow. for promoting outdoor <laughs> handball. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, though, Dave. Getting back to actually promoting it. These guys are playing six hours a day in 95-degree heat, swinging as hard as they can on every single shot. Diving. Coming back the very next day and doing it again for another six hours. How is that even humanly How do you possible? even have time to complain when you are playing that much? I-, I read this morning, Dave, the Buffalo Bills general manager said that football is not meant to be played by humans. He knows, but I'm thinking the same thing. How can these humans go out and do this? I don't understand it. Timbo swung as hard as he could with both hands on every swing from his first match on Saturday morning at 9 a.m. until his last match in which he slammed the doubles at about 2 p.m. on Sunday. He never stopped swinging as hard as he possibly could. Timbo's a swinger. <laughs> I mean, and and you got his partner, Shorty Ruiz, who's now number three in WPH Outdoor, doing the same thing, probably hitting the hardest ball in the sport, particularly when he hits that overhand smash and that underhand punch. I mean, these guys are just amazing. Yeah, and it all started back in January in Stockton, California, where they had the indoor mm-hmm. four-wall wall ball uh, championship in Stockton, California with the Iceman Challenge. It was a half-point ranking event for WPH Outdoor. Mm-hmm. I know the name is a little misleading. We say WPH Outdoor, but they went indoor. This year, it's a, it's encompassing everything more as if it's an all-around play with four-wall indoor, outdoor, three-wall, one-wall. We're even going to see some small ball being thrown in as part of the rankings as well, and we're really, truly going to find who is going to be the cup champion this year. Well, but Stockton is where it all started, and Samson Hernandez took uh, first place there. Well, Dave, I know that you're a big fan of the European PGA Tour, and they seemingly play everywhere but Europe. I mean, they start their season in the Middle East, and they're traveling all around. They have events in the United States. They have events in South America. They're all over the place, and they play just a very limited number, actually, in Europe. And it's sort of what WPH Outdoor has become. We're defining the best player Really in big ball, but also, as you said, Dave, small ball is thrown in for one and a half time ranking points at the X-Fest 2 in June June 10th. I know you want to talk about that one. Yeah, we'll get to that, too. Uh, Santa Fe Springs, mm-hmm. uh, Los Nieros, if you remember, that was cup stop number two. That was back in March, and Juan Santos took first place there. Uh, he seems to be doing a lot of winning, but I could also say the same for Timothy Gonzalez, who won the very next stop. In uh, Downey, California, it was a one-wall stop at Golden Park, uh, which is pretty interesting there. Uh, Timbo flying cross-country to get that one. I, I thought that he slammed. Yeah, he did. He, he slammed with Shorty Ruiz right. there. And then, of course, Juan Santos got back into his winning ways when he won in Salt Lake City. Another indoor four-wall big ball stop where he defeated Marcos Chavez. And then back there to Vegas with uh, Timothy winning and slamming with the event that you were at just last weekend next to the Stratosphere. Yeah, it's interesting, Dave, because Juan Santos in Salt Lake City picked up his first four-wall pro title, and then it's Timbo Gonzalez picking up his first three-wall pro title just a couple weeks later there in Las Vegas, and those are our number one and number two ranked players. And you talk about slamming. In the WPH Outdoor, the doubles and the singles counts towards your ranking. So Timbo has four wins this season and a semifinal. He skipped the first two stops in 
very likely he'd be number one had he participated in those stops. But it is Juan Santos, who's the three-time Players' Cup champion, who is the WPH Outdoor number one. And Dave, I think we could see a lot of movement in those rankings at our next stop, which would be stop number six in Marina Park in Huntington Beach in just a couple of weeks. Yeah, and that's going to be an interesting one. I'm I'm more or less... um I'm not sure what what the headline is here, but I, I'm kind of happy to see that Salt Lake City and uh, Vegas. We have we have three of these what six or seven stops that we're going to have this year. Three of them are from out of the state of California. Not saying that the yeah. state of California is a bad place, no. but you know, there's always that rumor that people say that oh, this is just sort of a, a California thing, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not. Uh, you know, the formula for a great relationship mm. is the same as the one as living in California. Okay. When you find a fault, don't dwell on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I do want to change subjects. Again? Yeah, again. Really? Yeah. I have to go back to Vegas okay, but th- because it's on is... my mind. I've still got the sunburn. But I've still got the the Vegas, you know, exhaustion. The empty wallet. <laughs> I actually made a, a small fortune in Vegas mm-hmm. once. I went there with a large one, oh, okay. came back with a small yeah. one. Did you do any gambling? Let's talk about that. I'd love to hear about Siana, but I really don't. I mean, I'd just rather hear about what happened at the table. And I know that Timothy Gonzalez is also a a wizard at pretty much everything he does, but was he also at a table? Apparently, and now I didn't see this firsthand, but apparently he was actually kicked off of a table for too much winning. Because you know, Dave, the casinos don't like when you're actually taking money from them. They'll keep you at the table forever if you're losing. But once you start winning... Now, all of a sudden, it's time to start moving tables, maybe even trying out a different casino. According to Timbo and his entourage, Dave, pretty significant, substantial winnings there, not just on the court, but off the court in the poker room and on the craps table. Okay, so he's an all-around dude. Obviously. I also saw the Instagram pictures, too, so yeah. he was, he's bringing that all-around okay. thing to a whole different level yeah. as well, and then he slams. But right. back to Siana. Thank you, finally. Okay, I know that this is yeah. a really big deal for you. Yeah. She she faced Tanisha Grooms, right. who's the Southern California number one outdoor player, arguably, as you throw Tracy Davis also into that mix. But she defeated uh, Tanisha in three. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the official sixth match all-time for Siana right. playing big ball. Why is it that she's so successful? Well, Siana started playing. Is it because there was, was no fence? <laughs> <laughs> well... Siana started playing when she was eight, and when you look at her, Dave, I mean, even from 25 feet away, you say, well, that's a pro athlete right there. I mean, this is a girl, young lady who's strong, she's fit, and when you see her play, she's got everything. Two hands, great balance, dexterity, poise under pressure, which is what you need against Tanisha, and really the whole package. I was so impressed with both ladies, Dave, the way they played. Tanisha taking that first game really making some amazing shots. And then it was Sianna coming back to win the second game. Also close in the tiebreaker, Dave, Sianna races out to a 9-5 to lead. Tanisha, who's known for her comeback, she's come back from seven match points down in her WPH outdoor career in which she's won 12 of 14 events she's entered, entering that Vegas LTE event. Sianna then goes up 11-7. Tanisha gets the side out, and you're thinking... Here it is. This is Tanisha time. Any arguing there? There wasn't. There, well, come on. Line judges are against you. Uh, the women Referee. don't have that paranoia. Why is that? I, women I, I are not paranoid? I, not on the handball court in big ball. I, I think no. that's the answer. Let, let's Could get be. all of the women that we know. Let's get our wives onto the handball <laughs> yeah. court. Uh-huh. How yeah, can we not? Be. This might be the best thing ever for a guy. Right? 
I'm, I've never seen better sportsmanship than I've seen from the women in the WPH Outdoor Tour. I can't say the same for the men, but it, I guess it evens <laughs> itself out in a way. I guess so. I mean, you've got the ultimate class in sportsmanship from the women and something else from the from men. From the men that we yeah. can't define or well, put our uh, I define vernacular. it as psychotic paranoia. That's yeah. some somewhat of a definition. But it was Siana going up 11-7. Tanisha gets the side out, scores one. And you're thinking, this is it, but Sianas gets the side out and then ends it with just a beautiful right corner kill from about 25 feet. Great shot. That's cool. Yeah. Now, I wish there was some video on that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you rolled it while you're there. Well, I, I got a still shot of that match point, which I'm sure that you know, you'll love to it's see. It's made its rounds. You mm. see how defined Sianas, oh, yeah, it's, hit her back muscles are? Uh, I mean, is she lifting weights? I, I think she just naturally gifted athlete with the perfect body for sports and i think all the time she puts into sports not only handball but she's played a lot of other sports in ireland where she starred in camogie and uh, you know the other gaelic activities that they have over there and she's uh, you know i've i've been around professional women's tennis players dave you remember being around maria sharapova in 2007 at los caballeros and i get the same feeling being around Siana, this is a, something fishy about that Sharapova, though. It seemed like well, she was taking some type of performance well, enhancing drug. Well, she had flu-like or... symptoms for ten years. She's just trying to, you know, trying to manage those. those I knew there symptoms. was something up with that girl. Alexander Povetkin just got nailed for the same drug, postponing or maybe forever canceling his WBC heavyweight championship fight against the bomb squad, That's... Deontay Wilder. So it's uh, it's an epidemic there not in Russia. More than two hundred of their top athletes have been popped for melodium since January. That's not a good sign. No. Not for your sport. No. It's a sport so that kind of, I thought for a while there, kind of stayed out of the public's eye when it came to that. I, I know there's trickles of hearing rumors of uh, uh, John McEnroe, you know, juicing yeah. up and, mm-hmm. and some other players that are high profile after yeah. their careers have ended. Mm. But the sports kind of stayed out of that. And all of a sudden here recently, you're starting to hear it more. Well, every once in a while, they'll pop a guy who's ranked 150 and feel like, see, we're, we're testing, but we haven't seen a big name, you know, had their name implicated. And now we have Sharapova, and we'll have the decision probably this week as to whether she'll be playing again or not. Well, I don't see it happening. I mean, Well, she does have sort of a loophole in which she can say, well, I took it before January when it was legal. It's still in my system. Ah, nice. And, but unfortunately for her, at her press conference, which she gave in, I believe, March in L.A., she said, this is something I've been taking. I didn't read the email. So that kind of eliminates that excuse, I th- in my opinion. Not mine. Not yours. Okay. No, because right. I've been taking could when, – when does that actually stop? Like right now, today, tomorrow? Well, How is that defined? She made it seem like this is something that I take. I didn't see the email. You know. Yeah, has, but still present tense, the past tense there. I mean, okay, so she's not she's not putting. She doesn't have a calendar up, and she's circling an actual date. To me, it would say it's something she has been taking – but when she did the press conference, it wasn't that far after January 1st. It was about two months. Yeah. yeah. So, But she tested consi- positive at the Australian Open. Which I mean, I would tell people that I, I play handball, but I haven't yeah. played in a year. So. Okay, I see what you're saying. But I'd yeah. say, yeah, I play handball. It's actually been two and a half years. I know, that's bad. Yeah. We, need to step, we need to get injury-free here soon. Yeah, how do we do it? Uh, stop number six might make me do it. Mm. It is Love the X-Best crossover challenge number two. And it's going to take place at Huntington Beach, June 10th, 11th, and 12th. That's Surf City for those at home keeping score. How do people at home, uh, speaking of which, uh, yeah. say hi to each other that are surfers? What's up, dude? 
They wave. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Three years old. Wow. I got that from a three-year-old. Wow, well done. I'm trying to cite my source, but... Defending champions Sean Lenning and Katrina Casey will be on hand. I believe, Dave. I know Katrina Casey has entered as we speak. I believe... We'll Sean's see. trying to negotiate in yeah, I at would, the moment. I would be surprised if Sean wasn't there. And, you know, they'd both have to be huge favorites to defend those X-Fest titles. They both uh, are amazing crossover players. Sean, number two on the Race for Eight Tour. Katrina, number one on the Women's Race for Eight. They both won the small ball, three ball singles last year. Sean finishing tied for fifth in the big ball singles. Katrina winning both. She left no doubt last year who the best crossover player was. She was the number one. Women's race freight player, the small ball three wall singles champion, and the big ball three wall singles champion, also defeating Tanisha Grooms there in a tiebreaker. So Tanisha now has found herself a couple of nemeses, these young Irish ladies. But, uh, there's going to be something different, though, this time around. Right. And I think it could benefit Tanisha in a way because there is one wall big ball doubles mm-hmm. going to be thrown into the mix. Now, last year it was just small ball three wall and big ball three wall taking the combined results and that would find your ultimate champion this year it's three wall small ball three wall big ball and one wall big ball doubles so if you enter one of those brackets you have to play all three which means if you're entering you better find a doubles partner in one wall and that's what some of the marquee players are saying sean lenning just texted me a few minutes ago and he said i better find a one wall doubles partner do you know anybody now uh, he, he's looking to leverage himself. His result, his prize money, his ranking could result in uh, finding the right partner to right. play one wall doubles with. Yeah. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah, so there's going to be a lot of sort of behind-the-scenes negotiating. And, uh, you know, Dave, I, I don't think there's a rule against paying someone to play with you in that one wall doubles because look at the investment. If you would pay someone a couple hundred dollars to win 3000 I mean, you have to look at that as good business sense. Well, we paid you to come work here. That was <laughs> the, the opposite of that. But, I mean, the, that's not the point. Yeah. Sometimes the opposites just prove the point of the positive right. that you just said. So yeah. I guess that's what I was doing. We are going to do this small ball first. Okay. Okay. So yeah. that will be Friday at about 4 o'clock. That's mm-hmm. when that starts. And we'll just go right to the three-wall courts, bang some of those out. There will be yeah. caps. We will cap it at 32 in the, in the main bracket. And then uh, – you know, kind of look at it from that standpoint. Now, if there's like 50, 60 people that want to play in the main bracket, mm-hmm. that's fine. We'll allow it as yeah. long as there's an even number that uh, that finish because you can't have one guy playing doubles by himself. Now, you talked about that one wall big ball. And what's interesting, Dave, is I had dinner with Armando Ortiz and Shorty Ruiz at the Players' Championship. And I don't know if you know this, Dave, but Armando Ortiz and Samson Hernandez took down Timbo Gonzalez and shorter Ruiz in one wall big ball doubles in a money match that was in in march in downey now armando who's a very modest guy said i can take those guys they know i can take them i took them in that match there in downey and there's nothing that's going to stop me from taking them at the next time at the next stop the next time we play so that's going to be interesting dave samson and armando if they do play together if they do run into timbo who's ranked number one in one wall big ball and Shorty Ruiz, and they've proven they're an amazing team. They've won all different sorts of doubles championships. Wouldn't but Dave that... Armando Ortiz, from what I heard, just wearing out the left corner in one wall big ball, just flat rolling one shot after another en route to winning that game. Yeah, we recall, I think it was 2010, yeah. here in Tucson, mm-hmm. where Mondo did not play right. 
He One showed up in ball. jeans. He showed up in jeans and yeah. just destroyed people. Yeah. And we saw, what, was it eight straight points yeah. against uh, some of New York's best? Right. And so we know that he has it. Now, that might be the, the guy right there. We know Sean Winning is into technology. Mm-hmm. He could be listening right now. So, Sean, we found your doubles partner. Sorry, Shorty. Yeah. Shorty's actually playing with Tim, Timothy Tim Gonzalez. Right. So that's going to be a great team right there. Mm. But but Mondo could be playing with Sean Lenning. What I, I worries see it me happen. about Mondo, he doesn't play a lot of three-ball, small ball. And you saw him last year lose badly to Marco Chavez in the quarterfinals of the small ball. Now, I think Mondo was kind of every, on everyone's short list to go to the finals there. And also to be picked up and thrown into the ocean and <laughs> left there for dead. Well, he almost did that to himself after <laughs> losing to Marcos. Well, I do want to thank Mondo for sending the tiebreaker of Marco Chavez and Vic Perez from the LAAC, Wave Reisner, which was last weekend. Big weekend of handball. We covered all that, Dave, on our website, WPHlive.tv. But it was Sean Lenning winning there, defeating Armando Ortiz in two games in the final. But probably the match of the tournament, the LAAC Brotherhood, Marco Chavez taking out Vic Perez in a tiebreaker. Marcos is playing amazing handball now. This uh, radio cast brought to you by Ritland. We're all over the place here. We bring up a person's name, and we just yeah. go down the timeline of all the tournaments that they've had. Back to the X-Fest. I thought that's what a podcast was all about. It's just Back all over. Back to the X-Fest. Okay. R2Sports.com. You know where it's at. Search handball. Go to our website, like Dave said, WPHlive.tv. Yeah. This is Surf City. This is kind of where the start of the Beach Boys took place. Yeah. And the beach is just, as the crow flies, just about two minutes away. Surfboards. I mean, if you don't want to be down at the at the at the you know at the park the whole time, mm-hmm. you can go down there and enjoy some of the beach and and have a great time yeah. in California. I know you're going to bring your family, right? Actually, I'm not. Are you no. even going to be there? That's <laughs> that's the biggest question. Well, we'll see. Okay, we will see. Surfboards versus marriage. Let's do that since we're talking well, about you and your wife. Possibly, see. we've only got 18 trips so far this year, with a lot more coming. So, I would say. Surfboards? Surfboards don't have in-laws. That's one good thing about surfboards. They don't care about how many other surfboards you have had. (laughs) You don't have to shower before you ride your surfboard. You know, I read that you shouldn't actually shower more than one or two times a week. It's not really good for your skin. Or So why do we have to do it? I mean... Really? Yeah, I've I've read it. No, I mean, really, that's... You're asking that question for for reals? (laughs) For real, yeah. Um, uh, for bacteria hygiene, yeah, yeah, you want to kill that the bacteria, the bugs that are crawling on you. Just seems a bit excessive to me. I mean, I do it. I'm part of the society, but no, no. <laughs> just, I just, I just want to see this actual official burying of yourself happen. Yeah. Okay, so that's Surf City. That's uh, X Fest, and it's going to be fun because we are going to see some crossover players, like a Sean Lenning, like a Katrina Casey like a uh, Mondo Ortiz, try their hand at big ball and, and small ball. But we have to backtrack a little bit here, Dave, and I know that it is sponsored by Ridland. <laughs> Last weekend, three different junior clinics across North America, Vegas LTE Clinic, Canadian Nationals Clinic, hosted by Race Freight Number 7, Daniel Cordova, Kevin Kopchuk, Ryan Bowler, who's the highest-ranked Canadian player of all, of all time on the Race for 8, and then at the LAC, it was Coach Vic Perez leading a clinic there for about 10 or 12 juniors. He was joined by Sean Lenning and Luis Moreno and Marcos Chavez. And that's an amazing weekend right there. We also had a junior tournament there at the Vegas LTE. But, Dave, next weekend, and this is before going to Surf City, 
The WPH is going to head to New York City, Brooklyn's St. John's Park, for a junior singles one-wall big ball tournament, 15-under, 17-under, 19-under. Already 80 players registered, and there's going to be a lot more on game day. Daniel Daskalakis, the one-wall women's world champion, Veronica Figueroa, WPH ambassador. They're going to be joining the WPH, Dave, and hosting that event, running the event. We're going to have a lot of pro players out there. Stephen Cooney is going to be part of the event. Uh, you're going to see a lot of uh, the top players from New York there wanting to help out. And it's going to be exciting. It's the first trip for the WPH to host a junior one-wall event. And I think, Dave, it hasn't happened yet, but you have to say, pretty impressive. Already 80 players and yeah, that's... probably uh, you know probably more on site, I would think. A when, lot more. When are you flying out? I'll be on the Red Eye Friday night. Southwest? Unfortunately, no. It's, Ooh. Believe it's um, believe it's Delta, but I can put that itinerary online. I'd like to. <laughs> yeah, I'd like I to dissect it. I'd like to hack in and also yeah. uh, put you in a handicap assessment. Yeah. <laughs> see if at all possible. Yeah. And if you've sat next to you at one of these flights, you would yeah. know exactly what I was talking mm-hmm. about. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm not here judging. No, it doesn't sound like it. You know, talking really loud on an airplane really isn't <laughs> how you're supposed to do it. But in my mind, I'm not talking loud. Those engines are so loud that I feel like I need to talk that way to be heard. And the last time we flew to New York, was and it was it New York or Houston, when Luis Moreno was on the flight with us. Well, Houston is the only stop of the year. Now, you and I travel to the same tournament 22 times a year, but only once a year do we actually travel together and stay together. And that's our time. Right. Houston, we know every year without even talking to So that to each was other, Houston. That's then. our moment. Okay, so we're yeah. sitting next to each other in Houston, mm-hmm. and you think that you see a celebrity from a TV show, from right. one of these homemaker shows. Uh, a build your RV show. A build your RV. Okay, yeah. so you think you see one, and I think mm-hmm. you did actually, and then right. you go up. You're one of the only people also that I know that will actually stand <laughs> up in the middle of a flight and walk around and talk to people. And yeah. so you go up to this guy and say, do I know you? And then, of course, he doesn't know, remember you, although yeah. I don't know how anybody couldn't. <laughs> and then and then y- you then see, I don't know how this is, but then you start talking to a uh, airline attendant. And I think you, got, you guys were talking. You said something about your bad back right. and you were stretching it. And she said she had issues. And then you were quoting some famous doctor, mm-hmm. sports medicine guy. Radio well, she cast. gave me the number of the doctor that helped her. He was in Colorado, so she gave me that number. Well, you make it. Talking to celebrities. Yeah. And then talking as loud as you can. Now, when you got off the plane, people stood up and put their <laughs> hands together and said, wow. I now, that, that was, was be- one hell of a flight. <laughs> I thought that was because they recognized me from the ESPN3 broadcast. It wasn't? I, I, no, it wasn't. Oh. Oh, okay. I mean, you took that whole plane over. Hmm. Yeah, I guess when that you was put Houston, it that way, right? yeah, I did. Yeah, it was Houston. It was, and that's only an hour and a half flight. So that's a lot of, that's a lot to do in just an hour and a half because you know the first fifteen minutes and the last fifteen minutes of a flight you can't do anything. I was exhausted. Aisle seat for me. Yeah, you were over there at the window having to get up, get down, <laughs> sign autographs, yeah. get phone numbers. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was uh, I'd say somewhat embarrassing, but also enlightening. I don't know. I mean, it's just something that you do. This is part of your daily life. Well, you w- you moved into my neighborhood, yeah. went around to every house in the neighborhood except mine, yeah. and made friends with my neighbors, <laughs> yeah. then held an open house welcome to the neighborhood party yeah. for yourself, <laughs> for yourself, yeah. and we weren't invited. Well, Now, if you yeah. ever seen anybody in, in, in a neighborhood do this to you, then you, automatically we became the outcasts of the neighborhood <laughs> that you just moved into. Well, having said that, I don't think you were... In all that great before I got there. 
Why'd you move? I don't think you want to Why did yourself. you move three doors down? I mean, why would you move to a... Uh, well, you like the way the house looked? Well, you know, it's funny. Mistakenly, I thought that that would make us, you know, hang out. No. No. No, that was actually the opposite. When you lived I, in Pittsburgh, yeah, we hung out more. A lot more. That was 3,000 miles away. Yeah. Yeah. So 3,000 miles, a lot more hanging out than... Than three doors. Three doors, yeah. In fact, the last time we hung out was in New York. We had to travel 3,000 miles to have dinner together. So. That sounds about right. Yeah. Maybe we should get on the airplane more often and... It's, it sounds Gosh, that was annoying. Yeah, it sounds bad. More about that Junior Expo. Mm -hmm. Can we still enter right now online? Yes, you can enter. Go to R2 Sports. You'll see the WPH One Wall Ball Junior Shootout, NYC Junior Shootout. Enter there. Only $5 to enter, Dave. That's pretty cool. I mean, how can you beat that? You got trophies, pizza, waters, clinics with the world's best one wall players. It's really... It, you know, everything you could hope for in a tournament. Okay, so that's coming up this weekend. Right. All right, so that's going to happen. May 28th. Just go to our website to find out more about that. And also uh, keep checking in on social media and our website because we give you constant updates. I, I almost tend to believe it's too much. Mm. Uh, if you went to Twitter, yeah. you I started off with something like 17,000 friends. It's yeah. down to about 170. Yeah. And that, well, that's how many – my Twitter feed is like – when you post eighty it's times a day, well, you post eighty times a day. Yeah. You know, there's it's really not a good thing. But anyway, and, and each of your posts takes up the whole page because you've got these well, Vine yeah. things going, consuming so, it. In yeah, fact, not trying to make it all about me. That Twitter, no, me Twitter, like you being on an airplane. Yeah, not a good thing. But so. have you ever seen any? Let's just take a sports website with more updates than we provide, more stories. No. Well, yeah. no, ESPN doesn't. I don't know. I yeah. go on ESPN. It's the same top story from last night when I wake up in the morning. Maybe we should back it down just a little bit. Oh, and, and this post right here about this podcast <laughs> yeah. is the one that's going to send everybody over the edge. They won't even hear this. Yeah. Uh, stop number seven on the outdoor big ball, three-wall stop, the cup tour is going to be in Vegas. That's going to be a fun one, too. That's going to be in September, latter part of September. Dave, I know that you've gone to it every single year. Mm -hmm. We're going to have three wall, small ball, one wall, small, big, big ball, three wall, the whole gauntlet. Mm -hmm. And our ranking points are going to encompass one, three, and uh, big and small. So you're going to see some of these players like Shorty, like Juan Santos, like Timothy Gonzalez, I have a chance to pick up a lot of points because double points will be offered in Vegas this year. So that's going to be an interesting kind of nuance to that one. Yeah. And what else were we going to talk about? Oh, USHA Four Wall Nationals deadline is the 31st of May. Uh, Paul Brady going for his 11th. Is he though? I mean, he's not in the entry, but he's you know he's traditionally one of those guys that just shows up late. But he's also traditionally not a guy that would lose his last match, 15 to 11, 15 to four. Now I know that. You kind of exchanged some emails with him after that match. What did he What did he say? Any inclination on your part as to whether he'll be participating in this year's event or future events? Yeah, mixed feelings on my part um, when I when I read what he writes because I'm not sure if he is coming right out. It's sort of that feeling that that we used to get when Nadia Alvarado would finish a season and he would say that he's done. And you know, it's been a long road, and I my body can't take it. And then he would show up and beat people the next season and then kind of retire midway through. So it's kind of like the it's it's like the water is breaking mm. onto the shore for the first time yeah, with Paul okay. and now we're starting to see some of those things now soon he, he's a competitive guy so as soon as he gets the the blood going again 
I don't see anybody beating him. But I, I, I think that this season has been really hard, and it's uh, it's kind of wore down on him. And I think emotionally just completely drained. Now, I, I know the players' agreement with the WPH uh, played a, a factor, but I don't think that was the ultimate reason why Paul had his collapse in Portland. I think it's that he's studying for a test back home. He's going to get married here soon. He's uh, concerned about the bonus money with the players championship, but his real concern is the USHA four wall nationals. And he looks at his own head and says, I- I'm just not motivated. Yeah. I'm not motivated to play handball right now. I've got all these other life things going on. Well, I think you saw that in almost every one of his starts. Very rarely did he look like, Himself, I thought one stop he looked like just completely dominating. But then, other than that, he was just sort of. But physically, moments. he seems to be the same as he's always been. He's got the same power, the same movement. So really, it's like you said, it seems to be lacking either motivation or concentration or both when he's on the court. Because we've seen these lapses in every tournament this season, and sometimes throughout the entire match, just you know, a, a complete lapse. We saw him almost lose games in Salt Lake City before the finals. Then he loses the second game badly in the finals there in Salt Lake City. He's pushed in in New York somewhat, but, uh, you know, he goes to Portland, and it was just kind of like he was holding everything together kind of by a, a string, and then the string just broke, and that was it. I mean, the second game, you could see everything he had was just kind of evaporated. The four-wall nationals, June 16th, uh, through the 19th. That's what, that's when we're going to actually do the live broadcast. Right. So Linda, Ben, the help of Chris, yourself, mm-hmm. myself. We're going to have to look for a sideline reporter. I mean, we need one. Yeah. Now, it's not official yet whether ESPN is going to approve the tournament structure that we have set up for 2016-17. That mm-hmm. includes the Race for Eight, Vegas this year, the USHA Four-Wall Nationals, and, and some other outdoor stuff that we pitched to them. But that, that, they haven't gotten back to us. So we could very well be on ESPN in uh, Minnesota, but at the very least, we're going to get it on racefreight.com, streaming live, so you can watch it. That'll be on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Thursday, probably just no announcing some, you know, we might just jump in if it's a good matchup. Um, we'll we'll be here in the studio, right, where we're doing this live radio yeah. cast, and then uh, we'll catch that historic run if Paul Brady plays in the men's uh, open bracket and... Uh, I mean, it's going to be an interesting thing. Deadline is May 31st. That's drop dead. And I believe day after tomorrow is going to be the, uh, that's where you have to have your postage postmarked on that day in order to get in. Now, I do want to change subjects. Again? Yeah, again. Really? This is something I've Are we going back to Vegas and Siena? This is something I've been thinking about. In a way, we are. But since we only speak with the headsets on, I wanted to ask you, we've seen the Irish ladies come over to the WPH Outdoor and win. Katrina Casey winning last year at the X-Fest. Siana winning last weekend at the Vegas LT. Would the same thing happen if the top Irish guys came over and played in the WPH Outdoor? We saw a young Irish guy that we never heard of last year take Alfredo Morales 21-20 in the round of 16 at the three-wall ball outdoor world championships. This is a guy that's not a senior player in Ireland, almost defeating Alfredo, who's a top three player in singles. Now, Dave, if Robbie McCarthy or Killian Carroll or Paul Brady or any of these names that are top Irish players, if they came and played WPH Outdoor, would they do exactly what Katrina and, yeah, I would, and Sian are doing? Maybe. I mean, 
first instinct is no, not mm-hmm. in the men's. But you would see some blips on the radar every now and then. Just like you saw Sean Lenning come in and, and be competitive just in his first couple tries. Emmett was very competitive in Tracy, California a couple right. years back when he did it. So, I mean, yeah, you're going to see some, some of that. But I, I, I don't think it's going to be as the women come over here and they would just dominate. Um, I don't think it'll be that same domination. But you look at every time the Irish have come here, they just win. I mean, well, that's what they do. Care, well, that's what I mean. So why wouldn't they just do the same thing in WPH Outdoor? We saw Gavin Buggy, who we've seen on Facebook, and he had some good results in the senior championships a few years ago. He comes over here and just wins the senior race freight players championship, defeats Marco Chavez in two games, defeats the senior race freight number two, 21-0 in the semifinals. I, I just, the more I think about it, I think, well, why wouldn't Killian? I know that Killian played big ball doubles at the U.S. Open. I believe it was 2014. And he didn't play with a partner of his ability, but yet still pushed a couple of the top players to, I think it was 21-20, 21-20, something like that. Didn't get to see that match, but I heard that he was just amazing out there. You didn't get to watch that match? I didn't. I can't believe you. Well, I was... Frustrating. That's actually frustrating. It is. The cameras weren't tuned into the three-wall courts at that time. We were indoors. How how long does it take for you to get over uh, an event like Vegas, even though you didn't play? I mean, is it just like your head's in a fog? And Actually, yesterday was my son's birthday, as you know, so that did help me to get over it. We spent the whole day. We went to golf and stuff. Have you been there? Uh, Yeah. Really fun. Of course I have. Really fun. Got some great pictures. Henry made two holes in ones yesterday. Pretty amazing. And then that's pretty good. Yeah, it was that course. It was pretty cool. He didn't even watch the ball go in. He just hits it as hard as he can. And so I, I think not playing helps to get over that. But the heat out there just kind of drains you, doesn't it? It was rough. You know, if an earthquake ever strikes in Vegas, Mm -hmm. uh, head straight to the Kino Lounge. Nothing's ever happened there. (laughs) Well, that's going to end the podcast. Kind of ends it on this kind of. Our friendship has also ended too. Well, is this going to be a lot like the Players Championship, or it just has this real kind of dark cloud hanging over it? All the because end of this, of Kino? this so Kino's our Paul Brady. It <laughs> is it. I mean, it sounds like it. I'm not the one that came up. with I'm that. just playing catch up here. I don't even know what it is, but I'm. Getting well, that's a your sense. fault. Yeah, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> yeah, there's other people I'm talking to right now. That that have, if you've hung out this long, yeah. <laughs> what Which kind of no gift, one has. What kind of gift do you get? Okay, really quickly wrapping it up. What do we have next? We have Junior New York mm-hmm. Big Ball. Right. You can enter or get information at r2sports.com, searching handball. Go to our website, wphlive.tv. Right after that, it's going to be X-Fest mm-hmm. in Huntington Beach, California, where anybody can play, where we crown Big Ball, Small Ball, and Big Ball One Wall Doubles and on a three-wall court, which is, by the way, just absolutely beautiful. Dave, you've been there before at yeah, Marina there. Park in Huntington Beach. That will crown the overall champion of handball. Last year it was Sean Lenning and Katrina Casey, who's going to be the one that hoists the trophy this year. That's June 10th through the 13th. And then a four-wall nationals week after that. Actually, it starts about two days after that in Fridley, Minnesota. And then that weekend we'll have the live broadcast at racerate.com, ushandball.org. We'll also cover it, and uh, we'll try to trace Paul Brady's steps as he makes it to 11 straight to tie Nadi Alvarado Sr. Uh, and then 
going out of that, we have uh, a lot of these other events that you're going to catch by just tuning into WPHlive.tv to close out the summer. Also, the USHA Three Wall Nationals Small Ball also going to have Big Ball this year. And that's going to be fun, sponsored by the WPH, mm. and that'll be in early September. Yeah, that's Labor Day weekend, but, you know, b- between the four-wall nationals and the three-wall nationals, we've got the RFC, Dave, which is the longest-running WPH event in history. Started in 2009. It's been held every year. This is the eighth installment. It's called the RFC. And where do you get information about RFC? That will also be. That's going to be a mystery. We're not going to tell you. <laughs> That's on WPHlive.tv. I know you love crossover, Dave. That's going to be four-wall, small ball on Saturday, July 9th. Sunday, we go outside. We play one-wall, small ball, and one-wall, big ball. There'll be a combined overall champion for that as well. And July also, Dave, WPH Donor Drive, fundraising for junior WPH for the rest of 2016. Oh, yeah. And speaking of Junior WPH, want to thank Scott Cleveland, Jeff mm. Helam, and Conflicted Jim mm. for drawing yeah. the Joker down at the uh, the TRFC in Tucson, Arizona, when they had that uh, league night. They put the pot out there. I think it was something up to like twenty six, twenty seven hundred dollars yeah. split 50-50 with the WPH goes toward your Junior WPH program, Dave. Yeah. That was a wonderful thing that that those guys did, Scott and Jeff and Conflicted Jim. Just a a great idea, and it allows us to fund our WPH New York City One Wall Ball Junior Shootout. So if you're you have a league night back where you're playing handball, you want to do something similar. It got all the way up to twenty eight hundred dollars. They had a whole deck of cards, and the presentation was amazing. Yeah, it was actually pretty fun. It was a lot of good stuff going on that night. Mm -hmm. But they have a good time doing this. And here's the funny thing: the very first card pulled in the next drawing for the next whole year, or the next season, next league season, was Jim again. And I pulled it. He said, "Ask somebody pull it for me. I pulled it out, and it was his name again. Mm. So he got a pull, and he pulled out the J. It was a Jack instead of a Joker. He could have won back-to-back. Didn't do it. But nonetheless, I want to thank uh, Scott Cleveland and Jeff Helam for coordinating that and getting involved with you, Dave, here at Junior WPH. We're going to wrap up our radio cast, these subjects, and more on the WPH website, WPHlive.tv. And all you have to do is scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page where it says search and just type in the words that you want to search. If you want to see other radio casts, just type in radio cast or podcast and it will come up. It's actually a pretty cool search tool. That's what I do when I want to find stats. Go to WPHlive.tv. Check out our full schedule of events just by using your search engine on the website. You can email us as well at info at WPHlive.tv. TV. We'll see you at the upcoming events, Dave. Like your face, keep it that way. <laughs>